All right, so again, welcome everyone. We're continuing our uh, Bible study of the book of Hosea, Old Testament. Uh, it's been an interesting book, and I think uh, the more the more and more we dig into it, the more we're getting uh, uh, very personal, I believe, very, very, although it's like, uh, again, Old Testament, like it's, uh, it's full of, uh, of analogies and, 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 and stories, but basically, again, uh, it, uh, I think it hits every one of us as far as our really personal needs. Again, just uh, to, 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 to understand and to follow the whole book of, Isaiah, of Hosea, uh based on the idea of uh god who is in love with his people as the bridegroom to his bride and then the bride went away and left and uh committed adultery as we understand it in the biblical term adultery here is being depending on somebody else or being not being loyal to to their husband and God is bringing her back again, trying to bring her back again through certain, uh, you know, passages and through the text itself, which again uh, finds more and more um, exposing the actual problem in order to uh, heal, as we said last time. And I think last the whole session last time was just about one verse, which is you know, uh, as he said, and if you remember, we we're talking about healing and revealing for healing, right? I reveal and expose the, 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 the wound in order so I can heal it. And this is something that sometimes we're not really comfortable with, right? We don't want to be exposed, but uh, according to scripture, you know, again, and even not just scripture, just the logic that you, 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 you expose the wound in order to be healed. If we don't expose the wound, there is no healing. And as, as, as painful as that, as shameful as that, as we talked last time, but uh, let's let's keep the eyes always on the on the purpose, which is again the the healing, the healing. So that was again the first verse of uh, of Hosea chapter seven, and then we'll continue again today and uh, and uh, see what else is there and how we can apply this to to our life. There is again the text is very very rich. Especially the, the 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 rest of chapter uh, seven, you see there is lots of metaphor. You know, probably th at least three uh, things. And as, as as we were saying before, in if we if we understand the metaphor, we understand the text. Because again, the metaphor is based on the on the culture that was there at this, at that time. So if we reading something and like I have no idea what that means, then we're never going to understand. But uh, uh, I think that's that's very important to understand the the text and understand the metaphor and the culture that was uh, at that time in order to uh, really see exactly what the text is talking about. What the text is talking. About. So let's uh, let's continue. Uh, chapter seven again we'll read together and then uh, we'll take it and see how far can we go hopefully more than just one verse as we did uh, last time but again I think the idea of of moving on uh, and and taking the time in understanding what uh, what is there that is very important before we read I just want to maybe maybe ask a question again like you know with with what we've been talking about those who've been with us for the last few weeks um is it is it making any kind of like sense of what we read and what we uh how we how we we we, we go on with our normal life or not you know does it does it help in a way of of where we at or or it's just like a text and we're just talking about it or not i think it's for me personally i think it's been it's been uh highlighting several several things that we need to be uh more aware of so um you know, feel free to 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 uh, share uh, any kind of like experience or any kind of uh, of of uh, uh, finding the text relevant to to our life. Again, uh, we're studying the book of Hosea, and today we'll continue uh, chapter seven. So, if uh, if it's really kind of giving you something throughout the week to think about and to to look at things from different perspective, would love to hear that from you. Yes, and I, speak up a little bit so they can hear. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think the whole premise of the book is very relevant to our everyday lives. 
this idea of like being able to ask ourselves like are we faithful to christ throughout the week and are we good you know and, and you know when you go through your week and you think okay like how many times am i actually you know or how easy is it for me to deviate throughout mm. the week or to just lose sight of right you know the one who is waiting waiting for waiting me. for you yes. um, and the fact that he is waiting even when you know when when i do like lose sight of him or, or lose focus it doesn't um, change his love or it doesn't change right. his stand yeah yes. so i think it's it's mm. both convicting but also encouraging right uh, you know as something to think about to think about like yes definitely thank you andrew so yes the, the idea that that it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a good reminder for all of us throughout the week as are we really faithful or not and even if we're not knowing that he's still there waiting uh and both the the the, the conviction and the encouragement yes what else yes juliana Speak up also a little bit so we can. <laughs> um, so pretty much when we were talking about like knowing God, like the knowledge of God, mm. and I remember very well the example that you gave us about this old lady and her husband, and when they asked her, like, do you know him? And she's like, I know him, but I don't know, know him. Like, mm. There's like that difference. I don't understand. Right. Yes. It's like mm. there's a very huge difference with that. And I think like with myself, when I find myself that like my thoughts are drifting all over the place and sometimes I don't know like exactly where I'm going or what God wants me to do. I'm like, it's okay because he knows that about me and will give it to me in the right time. Right. Um, like, but I don't have to pressure myself to know it right now because if he doesn't want to reveal it right now, that's up to him because right. he knows me better than I know myself. And that's like the difference between our relationship with God and people. Mm. Um, that is something that we'll never gain, but God will always have it for us. Yes. Yes, the idea of the trust also, so knowing him and trusting him, even though he doesn't give at, because one of the things we talked about that that he will 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 give based on his own time, not not on our own time. So the idea that he's standing there and he is still loving and he's still caring, but you know what? Just trust, just just let me do my job, basically, without interfering or without putting our own agenda and our own uh rules of this is how i want you to work with me so the, the submission with that okay very good what else the most relevant part was uh, taking her to the wilderness um because it helps through struggles like through the struggle you feel it's dry like there is nothing that you can do but you end up depending on him, which was the goal of him taking her to the wilderness. Yes. yes. So it, again, it goes back again to the trust that even he takes us to the wilderness, which is the dry time, the hard time, the time that we go through it uh, away from our comfort, away from having anything else to depend on other than him. That's the wilderness, right? But even, even with that, there's a purpose for that. And we, we touched on that several times, the idea that we, we cannot look at it as, 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 you know, God is punishing, but God is actually loving. And because of that love, he is trying to bring us back. Even if that means that I'll take you to the wilderness, right? And as we, talk, we talked before also, I remember Stephanie was asking about that, the wilderness in, in, in the context of the book itself, not only the harsh life, but the, the wilderness is the experience that the people of Israel experienced with God after they left Egypt. Right, so the experience of being cared for, the experience of being uh, 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 the the water that followed them in the, from the rock, the experience of the manna. So all those things again, the wilderness is not only the harsh time and the dry time, but the wilderness also is God's experience and God's encounter with us, even in the time of harshness. But we can always find that He is actually knowing what I'm there. You just maybe maybe you're not keeping an eye on me. Maybe you're not really seeing the, the full picture. You're just looking from your own view and based on your own lenses, which not necessarily agreeing with the full picture itself. Yes. Okay, anybody wants to add anything else or should we move on? Okay, so 
as we said, you know, after the, the few introduction, after exposing the, 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 the problem of the people of Israel and all that stuff, then he start to, to, to say, okay, here is, here is uh, what I want you to do, right? And if you remember, again, we, we finished or we, we, we just kind of like uh, going back to the end of, of chapter six, where, uh, where the people at one point said, okay, what well, we are gonna come back again. We, we heard that you are not happy with us. So we wanna come back to you, right? And then the, the surprise of chapter six, after they said that, uh, let us come back and let us return to the Lord. And they said like, you know what? I don't want you to return because you're not returning for the good reason, for the right reason. So just going back to this again, six one, this is what the people are saying. Come, let us return to the Lord for he has, he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. But then you see, you know, the Lord is replying, like, what should I do with you, Ephraim? <laughs> like, you, know, you want to come, but you don't want to come for the right reason because, and then he gives that metaphor of, of your love is not everlasting. Your love is like what? The morning cloud. The morning, exactly. Remember that, Irene. Uh, the morning, the morning rain, the morning dew that will come and will dry right away. So you're still, yes, you are saying, I'm going to come back to you but you're not coming with full heart. So in a way, you know what, I don't want you. I don't want you because you're not just like, you're not fully investing in, in, in that return. You just want to come back because whatever reason you are. Therefore I have hewn them the prophets and then goes on in, verse, in chapter six, uh, where again, he is, he is more and more, as we said, uh, declaring the judgment on them who went and, and turned their life and turned their heart towards God, against God, towards other, other gods. So that, that was, was chapter six. Chapter seven, as we said, is more and more kind of, okay, what is he doing with them? So the, the verse that we got stuck at last time, which is 7-1, Hosea 7-1. Uh, when I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed. The idea again, okay, if I want to heal, the, 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 the sickness has to be revealed, right? But then, because they don't want to reveal their sickness, they act as what? As thieves and as uh, deal falsely with, the, with, with them. So, and we discussed this a lot last time, again, why we don't want to reveal our wounds, right? Whether, again, we talked about shame, we talked about not, trust, not trusting, we talked about several things. But let's move on with the text today and see where is he going with this? The text of chapter seven is very, very interesting, but very also, uh, again, as we said earlier, if we, if we, if we understand the, the metaphor, we'll understand what, what he's talking about. So from verse two, again, Hosea seven uh, from two, but they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them, they are before my face. So again, this is God speaking again about Israel and Judah that they, are, they don't want to fully come back and they don't want to reveal their sins. So he's saying what? They do not consider that I remember. Like they don't, <laughs> you know, they're acting as if, as if I do not know what have they done for me, right? Which again, what we all do sometimes, like, you know, I don't think God, you know, he's okay or we'll just forget about it or just whatever. So, but they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them, they are before my face. By their evil, they make the king glad and the princess by their treachery. They are all adulterous. They are like a heated oven whose baker sees to steer the fire from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. On the day of our king, the princess became sick with the heat of wine. He stretched out his hand with mockers for with hearts, like an oven, they approach their intrigue. All night, their anger smolders. In the morning, it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven and they devour the rulers. All their kings have fallen and none of them calls upon me. Ephraim mixes himself with the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned or, or half-baked cake in another translation, have baked cake. We'll, we'll go through that and see exactly what does it mean. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, yet they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. 
Ephraim is like a dove, silly and without sense, calling to Egypt, going to Assyria. As they go, I will spread over them my net. I will bring them down like birds of the heavens. I will discipline them according to the reports made to their congregation. And let's just stop at this point here before we, we finish the full thing. So again, kind of a hard text to understand, like what is he talking about? I have no idea what he's talking about, right? <laughs> uh, but as we said, if we, if we kind of look, look at it more and more and see exactly what kind of metaphor that he's using, it will come a little bit more and more clearer, right? And again, through the context of the whole, of the whole book, right? So this is, again, this is God is still continuing to, to, to expose their fall, right? Their flaw, their problem. He's saying, okay, here is, here is what you've done. And because of that, this, you are like so and so and so and so. So what do you think? How many, how many analogy that he's, he's using here? Let's just stop at the analogy first of all, before seeing what does it mean, but how many metaphor that he's using here? The one that's very clear and repeated itself several times is like, is what? The oven, the oven, right? When it comes to an oven, what comes to your mind? So you can try to understand it. What comes to your mind? Just imagine the oven. Just to, as I said earlier, in order to, to understand, we need to understand the actual culture. You know, the oven, what they would do is they will start to heat the oven at night. And that's what he's saying here. So in the morning, when the morning comes, when, when the dough is, is leavened and ready, the oven is also what? Ready, right? So that's the idea of, you know, you keep the oven all night, you start it at night, and then in the morning, it is ready to be used, right? If the oven is not functioning well, what's going to happen to the dough? It's not gonna bake or it will bake in a wrong way, right? As we're seeing that. So just keep this in mind as we're, as we're, 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 we're discussing that, right? And also the oven needs what? Fuel, right? <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't look at, at, at your oven that's in your, in your kitchen right now. The oven in that time, right? The oven at that time that works, you know, that you have to actually leave it all night in order to reach what the temperature that's supposed to, right? Not preheat in two or five minutes as we do right now. So just, just totally erase that information from your mind and just go back with your mind into uh, an oven in the sixth century uh, BC, right? And how would that look like? Another thing also when they used to bake, they used to bake beside the oven, they used to bake also on hot, uh, cold right away, direct, right? So that's the idea also of, of why things can be burned or can be half-baked. If, if it's not even, then the, the heat is not going into the dough fully. So it, it is, it is, uh, it is uh, burning one side, but the other side is what? Uncooked. Okay, just keep this in mind. Okay, so this is one, one analogy. What else in the text? Kevin, how are you? Hi, Father. Okay. We're all right. Just me and Arthur again. Arthur, say hi to Father. Hello, Arthur. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Say hi, Father. Again. <laughs> Always Arthur. <laughs> Hosea 7, uh, Kevin. What else? What other, what other metaphor that you see in the text? A dove. What kind of dove? A silly dove. Okay. Interesting analogy also. Very interesting analogy. Right? Okay, and we'll see what, why is that. What else? What do you think of the, of the, of the king and the people and the prince and princess and all this stuff? What, what's happening there? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Have patience, Irene. Just wait. <laughs> uh, let's do, like, for example, verse 5, Hosea 7, 5. On the day of our king, the princess became sick with the heat of wine. He stretched out his hand with mockers. For with hearts like an oven, they approached the intrigue all night there. 
anger, smulgers, and then for, goes on and, and, and on and more and more and more. What is he trying to do here? What do you think? Try, try, to, try to, to, to kind of dive in and see. You know, let's take one thing at a time. Let's take the, the oven first, since this is all over the chapter here. Who's the oven? What is the oven doing? What's his expectation? What do you think? Again, feel free to, to just jump in. So we're all, all talking together. Can I go back to 7-2? I kind of have a theory of maybe what it could mean. Sure. So I think it means that when you are um, evil or you did bad deeds, you're constantly surrounded by them. Um, so I think that's what that means. So Say you're again. seeing... You, you seeing yeah, so I think it means like, if you do evil, you're constantly attracting and surrounding yourself by evil. Okay. Okay. That's very true. You're, 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 you're engulfed in that. And the result of that is what? You become like what? In verse four. Potentially an oven. <laughs> it become, you, say again? A heated oven. A heated oven. A heated oven. Definitely. So let's take this thread. Let's take this 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 thread of thought here, which is again, if I am disconnected from God, right? If I am not growing with Him, then definitely there's something else that's growing. Again, as we said before, we don't just stay where we at, right? So we're either being fed by by God or fed by the world. Right? So if I am, as it says in verse 2, but they do not consider that I remember all their evil, now their deeds surround them, you are surrounded by that, then what, that, what does that build up in, in our hearts? I mean, if you're being surrounded by them, in a theory, you're, you're almost being charged by it, and you're, being, you're growing that evil influence versus a exactly. positive influence. Exactly. So I guess so that could be a reference to the oven, right? Because then if it's heated, it grows. It's You're being a half-baked soul. You're not actually embracing your inner you. <laughs> yes. So the idea, again, of, of you are building up on, 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 on evil. And, 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 you know, just keep this thought aside and think of ourselves, you know, how often... Do we feel like that oven? How often do we feel like oven? Okay, that we are actually burning, burning, right? Whether with anger, whether with lust, whether with discomfort, whether with with uh, outrage, whether with an anxiety, but it's it's like that fire that keeps consuming, right? Have Have you been there before or not? I mean, I'm trying to make this so 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 practical, so relevant. You know, again, when we are surrounded by that. All what is growing in our heart becomes like, like, a, like a fire, right? And at one point, you cannot stand this anymore, right? Does it sound familiar or I'm just imagining things? That's absolutely correct. But everything, Andrew, not only passions, but passions or any evil thought that can bring anything else that will, will become that fire. Right again, anger could be fire. Right? Uh, 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 what else? You know, you know. Anxiety. You said it. Anxiety is huge. Say again, Irene. Anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. Anxiety that that keeps eating up everything. Right, and it affects everything else. Or you know, even so worried. Or depression. Or you. Sadness or depression. Or sadness or depression, right? The idea again that you are instead of an oven that's supposed to be a tool to bring good bread, you become so heated to the point that you burn everything that is coming to you, right? Is it clear or not? Right. So I, I was thinking about that, like 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 that that overburning oven. Why would that happen? You know, we, we mentioned lust, we mentioned passion, we mentioned anger, we mentioned anxiety, we mentioned uh, uh, depression. What else? What else? Mm 
Sub point, yes. I like sub points. <laughs> so, like in Bridge, you can't have my name with that. It equals the same thing. So, like, So, so what Juliana is saying is, is she's linking together the king and the prince, which is the king of the world, that they are pleasing the king of the world by surrounding themselves with evil, right? Which, which again, uh, as, as a symbolic, yes, but also as a literal meaning, if we, if we understand that period of time, they were, they were, at one point, they have like almost nine different dynasties that are coming one after the other. And that time was all full of, of uh, uh, disloyal people, of people who are uh, poisoning the kings and killing the kings. And it was just a period of, of total corruption in the kingdom itself, right? And because at one point he is, but then they turn against the king, right? So they are making the king pleased or happy or whatever because of what they're doing, but then it doesn't last, right? So the, the children or the princes of, or which are the, the, the children of the king will turn against the king. And we see this through the, through the history of, especially through the history of Israel at that time, right? That one is after the other, and then people are killing their parents and, 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 and people are killing the king in order to take over. So it is the, the, the result again of that burning oven, right? That, that there, is, there is no stability, there is no peace, there is no uh, 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 connection, right? And the point again, that again, God is trying to expose that more and more. So before, remember before that in chapter six, they said that what, let us return to the Lord. He said, no, you can't just return by mouth by saying let's return to the Lord without what, without actually totally changing and knowing what your issues are in order to change, right? So here again, he starts to give all those analogies, all those metaphors, like here is what's happening to you because you are surrounding yourself with, with evil. Does it make sense? And again, he's pushing them to the point of, okay, here is exactly, and this is another thing that, 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 that a lot of times uh, uh, we fall into it. Look at verse three and, and, and at verse six, I'm sorry, and see what is he trying to say here? For they bring their heart, I'm reading different translation. For they bring their heart closed like the oven when they lie in wait. What does that mean? They bring their heart closed like the oven when they lie in wait. What do you think of that verse, verse six? Or in a different translation, for with hearts like an oven, they approach their intrigue. All night their anger smolders, in the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. I like the other translation because it point, points out something that's important, for they bring their heart closed like the oven. Yes, James. ready for the morning it's like they're spending none of their free time knowing god learning about god loving god praying reading reading the scripture whatever they're mm -hmm. in you know in between doing whatever they're doing throughout the day if there's a, a moment of quiet they're not spending it learning about god so then when the next thing comes you know it's like us watching the news or or whatever when the next thing comes to get us upset and angry and full of anxiety we're just waiting for that next thing instead of uh instead of learning about god to to yes to have the, the peace yes. of god yes yes and, and 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 that that's a very important point because again you know the idea of that's why i like this translation the, the idea of closing the heart right like you're you're actually at one point, you're you're because of what we do, we're actually not 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 allowing the heart to be open for the word of God. But and the more you close it, and is the, if there is the wrong 
fuel there, the more it will be what? Enraged, right? Andrew, you want to say something? Um, it's kind of interesting how it's worded. Like, I think I looked at several translations and it has some variation of the same word. Mm -hmm. In ESV, it says, um, like, they approach their intrigue. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so it kind of paints the picture of, like, you know, they're drawn to that flame. Yes. And, you know, and in doing so, like, they're engulfed by it. And then, like, you know, the risk continues. And, like, they're just, like, in it for, you know, all night. And, right. Yes. You know, and, and, and by the morning, it's, like, you know, they're, they're part of they're it. Part of it already. Yes. It. So, yes. like, it gets out of control. Right. One, one thing about the fire, if you know, is, is how fast it can spread, right? So when he talks about that analogy of, of, you know, the bad oven, the bad fire, right? He's saying that it's not, as we said earlier, it's not just around, not, not just affecting you, but it surrounds everybody else, right? And, and again, we, we all, you know, experienced that at one point as, 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 as far as how much, you know, just even being surrounded by people who are not in the same mindset. Right or people who are negative, for example, or people who are feeding our the wrong fire. Right, and if we're not cautious, if we're not paying attention, then that fire will definitely what will consume, will consume. Yes. So back again to James, you, you're saying like, who is the because in 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 the totality of this of this of this uh, chapter here, the baker is Yahweh. Baker is is God Himself. And his people are the oven. And he's saying that you should be a good oven because the oven will give what? The good oven will bake a good bread. And that bread will be used as what? As a sacrifice. See the idea? Right? So the idea is, is, is God wants us to be that oven in order to produce something good that he can, that we can offer it to God from his own produce, right? He is the provider. As we said early on, like if you go back again to Hosea 1 and 2, like, it, you know, I am the one who gave you the wheat and the wine and the parcel and all those things. But you took it and used it in the wrong way. So God is the baker. We are the oven. And he wants us to be that good, useful oven in order to produce or to bring uh, 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 not a half-baked cake, as he talks later on, but a full good bread or cake that we can offer it to him again, right? So with that, I think the main point of this, so we're not going in circles again, the main point is what is, how is my oven, <laughs> all right? If I may say that in a very simple way, right? What kind of fire is there? Is the oven really filled with a good fire that is ready to produce good cake or not? What kind of fuel? You know, here again, it says that the, 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 in verse five, the day of our king, the princes made him sick by the heat from wine. So here, meaning what, what is fueling the, 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 the oven? Wine, right? Wine here in the way of what? Of, of something that's controlling them, right? The, the pleasure that they are having away from God. So again, what we are allowing in our mind is what heats the heart, if I may say it this way, right? And, and, and so, so somebody will say, okay, like, so how does that help us now, right? So yes, we all know, you know, if we have, if we can imagine that, that if we are that oven and that oven is really, you know, out of commission, right? It's, 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 it's bringing bad things. The oven is full of, 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 of bad fuel and full of all those things that we're talking about that is controlling that. I think that's, that's where the, again, this is the beauty of the Old Testament. When you look at it from the lens of the New Testament, from the lens of Christ. So when you see that kind of like very, very bad picture, right? What, of, imagine again, that you have that very out of commission oven that, that everything that comes out of that oven is what is burned. What would you do with the oven? Get rid of it, exactly. Renew it, right? And that's, yeah. say again? Fix it. As he said, said, she'd fix it. 
Yes, but sometimes again, the, the, the damage is so hard that you cannot fix it, that it has to be renewed, right? Yes, yes, and that's exactly what happened with us, with our nature, right? And that's exactly what happened with us when, when Christ came as God in the flesh. He took our nature in order to give us that new nature, that renewal, right? And that's what we always say, that change has to be from inside. It's not just something from the outside, right? If I'm struggling with loss, struggling with passion, struggling with anger, struggling with anxiety, struggling with whatever, again, I can do whatever I, I, I think I can do in order to change things from outside, but the only thing that will change is what? Is that new nature, right? So the question again, how can I, how can I replace that? How can I renew that? Right? And that's when St. Paul comes and said, let's live in the newness of life, right? Let's, let's take off the old man and, and put on the new every day. So my, my relationship with God on a daily basis becomes the reason for me to be renewed, right? Again, that often is, is, is bad, right? You cannot fix it anymore, but it has to be changed. Something has, something radical has to change. So again, that's what I'm saying. When you look at this from the view of the New Testament and from the view of the, of, of, of uh, the incarnation of, of, of God in in the flesh, you see that this is actually, this is the only way that would be fixed. And that's exactly what happened to us. The old nature after the fall has been corrupted, right? And then that nature needs to be renewed. And that renewal came from Christ himself. But if we choose not to continue to be connected to him, then that old nature is what still there, right? And that that that's the 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 point of 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 uh, looking at the text like that in in Hosea. Again, it's not just you know poetry and metaphor and and text. No, the idea is he's he's as we said always. The Old Testament is is the shadow of the things to come. So he's saying in a way this this is what this this is where you at. This is what happened to you because you have disconnected from me. You became like that oven that is, right? Is it clear or not? Yeah. The second thing that he goes on here is, is that, that idea of half-baked cake or uncooked cake. What do you think of that? That's in verse eight. I kind of like pointed at it a little bit, but I want to hear again from you. Ephraim mixes himself with people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Again, the idea, if you put the cake on, if you're baking it, baking it on rocks, if that is not turned, then it will be overcooked from one, from the bottom and what, not from the top, right? I'm sure we all had some kind of experience like this with our baking skills, right? <laughs> all the time, <laughs> never, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you put the pizza and it's burned from the bottom, but the top is still, yeah. yeah. So what is, what is, what's happening here? Go ahead, Irene. Um, sorry, I, I didn't say anything. But I think that that just means that it's someone who is like half in and half out, that lukewarm movement. Like I, I love God, I'm about him, but I still want my whatever ABCD that distracts me from him. Like half in, half out. Yes. Yes. That's why they came up with the new ovens with the, with the what is it called? Now I'm a convention, you know? Convention, like, exactly, convention. yes. <laughs> it distributes the heat throughout the whole thing. So the whole right. cake is exposed, right? That That's exactly what that is, to be honest with you. So what makes us, if we, again, if we take this, and apply it to ourselves. What makes us half-baked <laughs> or uh, not turned? Say again? Distractions. No In what way? Yes. Like yes. the things that like, fill our life that are distracting us, like work and friends and people and all the yes. crap that happens on a daily basis, you know? Right. 
and the end product is half baked. Doesn't doesn't help anybody. What's the main component in baking, in controlling the baking, not the making part? The main, you know, thing in controlling the quality of the baking. Temperature and time, exactly. Temperature and time. Yes. We need to do some. Uh, I think the ingredients too, you know, what's <laughs> inside you, right? <laughs> and the ingredients, yes, yes. But saying the ingredients, we're taking it, we have the dough already. The time and temperature is very important, right? What's the relationship between time and temperature to our, our, our struggle and our practices and our uh, life? Spiritual life doesn't come easy. Right? Yes. No, we have to put effort. So when it comes to prayer, for example, right? I can just mumble whatever in the morning and okay, I'm doing something or I can actually put the effort and take my time, right? Same thing with the scripture, with the Bible. I can just skim through, just turning the page and then check, I, I read the Bible today. It's half, half baked, right? You're never gonna get anything. It's like being lukewarm that you think you're good, but you're yes, exactly. Like being lukewarm. Yes, Andrew. It's kind of interesting also to think about like the idea of baking as like a reaction. Because you take like all of the ingredients and then you know in the right quantities or whatever, and then you apply the heat and time, and then what you get is completely different than what was put in. Yes. So I feel yes. like it yes. like connects a lot to like, you know, Yes. I think we also like in our spiritual lives expect like an equal like, out, or, you know, we expect something specific to come out of it, right. but you know, like, it, like what you're going to get at the end is different, different than, than what you expect, expect. And, and different than what you started with right because right what is the one like yes causing the reaction that's a very good point also is, is you don't you know what what you have in mind might not exactly what you get out of the oven right but again there is there is that idea of of being you know uh, uh trust right and 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 submit Right. The text here mentions something that's very important in the same verse. You know, he says that the cake is, is half baked because of what? The beginning of the verse says what? Ephraim mixes himself with the people, right? What does that tell us? Yes. When you're mixed with the people, what, what, what's the problem with that? What else can you can you can you name that? I think I think it means like the more you mix yourself with other people, they influence you in a way that you can't get out easily. Uh, therefore, you become a half baked cake. Yes, you're influenced. You don't have character. You're not loyal, right? Conforming. Say again. We talked about conforming, like you fit in. By force. Yes, yes. You're trying to fit in, so you mix with you mix yourself with the others, right? Again, imagine that whole analogy of the of the dough and the and the oven. If the if the dough that is good and ready, but it's mixed with fell in the sand, for example, right? And you can't see it, right? That's why I'm saying sand because it's gonna go through the dough, but you don't see it. You know, look at it. You can tell that there's sand, right? Or somebody didn't know and put salt instead of sugar, <laughs> right? And that will even be worse because the final product might look what? Good, but it's mixed. In the pharmacy world, we call it adulteration, right? It's adulterated, it's not, not genuine. When, 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 when the drug, when the, the component is mixed with uh, compo another component that is not 100% pure, right? So it does, it, it, it causes actually uh, worse effect, right? 
All those things are very, very important because as we're speaking this, I'm, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that we are actually reflecting on ourselves, right? It, the text is very clear. Ephraim mixes himself with the people. And then as he's saying more and more, and that's, that's why the cake becomes un, 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 not turned or have baked, have baked. Yes. The strangers in verse nine, is that talking back to the people in verse eight? Yes, so the strangers in verse 9 are the people who are attack him, will attack him, will take will take advantage of that. That he mixed with them. Right. Yes. Yes. And he knows it not. Right. Again, the idea from before that that you are giving yourself to other bells, remember then to other men, to other, to other husbands, and they are actually taking advantage of you because you're going after them thinking that you'll get what you want from them, but you, as it says, you're not going to get anything. Actually, here, it's even more. They will devour his strength. Right. Again, the whole, the whole text is exposing the actual problem and kind of like more, more uh, depicting a bigger, a clear picture of what that life is like. And you can easily compare this to our own life and see exactly what is the reason for that, right? If the oven is not working, if the fire that's in me that is kind of really burning, again, whether it's, 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 it's passion or anger or anxiety or depression or, 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 he's trying to say that be careful. It's all goes back again to what not, as he said in, in a couple of chapters before that my people, what? My people, what? Because of what? Fill in the blank. <laughs> See, chapter three or four, verse six. Say again, Doreen. Uh, like they, Haraku, um, I don't remember in English, because they didn't know God. Hosea 4, verse six. If somebody can read it real quick. Four, six. My people destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people destroyed. No, that's, yeah, yes, yes. So here again, the knowledge again, it's not just that I know of, but no, the knowledge, as we said before in, 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 in Hebrew, the, the same word, no, yada, is the same word that is used for actually the knowledge or the relationship, the intimate relationship between husband and wife. That's how much intimate, how much united, so he's saying, that's why my people are destroyed. That's why the oven is not working. That's why the dove is silly. That's why the, 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 the cake is half-baked, right? And then he goes on to something that's even more, more sarcastic. Gray hairs are sprinkled upon him and he knows it not. What does that tell you in verse nine? Gray hairs are sprinkled upon him. This is the ASV uh, uh, translation. What does that tell you? Not only that he, he he's he's getting old uh, out in like in 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 not the appropriate time, but no, there's something else here. Yes, James, go ahead. He's letting things stress him out. Everything that's ungodly is stressing us out. That's one thing that everything is giving you gray hair, <laughs> right? Is that to say like the the internal state is becoming external as well? The internal becoming the external. Say more, and like we were saying, you know, we can't just like clean the outside of the oven in order for it to work well. But if you choose not to fix it, becomes obvious. Eventually, you know, the the wear shows on the outside of it. It shows out and it shows on the outside. So yes, you know, the oven is not working, right? But then it shows again because again the the cake is not. Big, so you can tell that there's something not functioning right, right? But the, the, the other thing here also that you didn't pay attention to that it says what at the end of the verse, but he, meaning what? He doesn't, not he doesn't know, he's ignoring it, right? Like, no, no, I don't have any gray here. <laughs> like, well, look in the mirror, <laughs> right? No, I'm fine. That's why the next verse right away talks about what? 
about pride, exactly. See the flow? It's amazing. It's amazing. You're surrounded by evil. You start to burn from the inside, right? You don't know what's happening. You think that you can produce a nice baked cake, but it's not, right? Your gray start to, your, your hair becomes gray. But the problem is I do not know. One of the other uh, 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 explanation of this, that the gray hair actually, or the gray color comes from the ash of the oven. So it's more, even more on that idea that the oven is, is totally bad, that it brings burn, burning everything and, and flies in the air, uh, ash that becomes covers the hair. <laughs> right? It's very metaphoric, but again, it's beautiful. If you look and think about it more and more, you see that it exactly fits our situations, right? You walk into, into a place that is, that is uh, uh, a fire or something, you start to be covered with ash. But then I will, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, you smell like fire, like, no, 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 it's you. <laughs> right? No, I'm fine. Why? Because of the pride, because of the lack of knowledge. Okay. So see, here's the idea again that, that, that exposing the old nature of man, that's why we are in need of Christ. When you think of it this way, it makes so much sense. And that's why, again, you know, God become or became a man, right? That's why when we were studying Hebrews, then it says that since he was tempted in everything, now he can help you also. Right? So the, 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 the idea of this and the text and the purpose of this, again, is to show that, that again, remember, you know, there is consequences of not being connected to him. There's consequences for leaving him as the one and only bridegroom and you go after other, after other gods, after other husbands. And that's why earlier, earlier on in the, in, the, in, the, in the book, it says like, you know, you keep going thinking that you'll find what you want from your lovers, but they were never gonna give you anything. They are gonna give you gray hair. They're gonna give you unbaked cake. They're gonna give you oven that is, that is not functioning, right? But then because of the pride, then you're not able to say what? Okay, yes, we need help. Right? And that's the problem. That's the problem. When we think like, no, 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 I can, I, can, I can go through this. I can fight through it. Or I know what to do. Or, you know, what? that's what it is. Not knowing that he is, again, the idea of the loving husband that is standing, waiting, like, okay. Not only waiting, no, I'm actually, as it said early on, I'm going to actually let you go through this. Not as punishment, but as what? Chastising. And that's why here in verse, in verse, um, in verse 15, I'm gonna just jump because that, that fits in right now uh, as we, 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 we were discussing this. You see, verse 15 talks about, about the reason of all that, right? So after he goes, again, uh, I'll, I'll come back again to the, to the Dao here, but, but I wanna just jump into verse 15. Although I trained and strengthened their arms, that's in the other trans translation, although I what? I chastised, right? So here it doesn't say chastised. It says, I trained and strengthened their arms, yet they devise evil against me. I'm trying to help you, but you don't want. Strengthen their arms, this is a very important, I'm just gonna go through this because it's, it's interesting actually explanation why it's, it's written here, uh, uh, strengthen their arms. The, 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 um, the, two, the two words that are in the original are very, very close, which is uh, actually one, one letter different between the del and the ra, which is, um, which is, let me bring it up here again, because just kind of give you an idea sometimes again, and this is not to say that, that there's something wrong with the scripture, but as people are, from the, only, from the older time till now, or till the time that they put the, the books together, the, 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 the re and the del are very, very similar in the, in the original, very similar. But the one letter makes the word either straighten or chastise, 
right? So the word uh, yatsar or yatsid in Hebrew, the, 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 the difference is the last letter, r or de, right? And they, bo they, they both look exactly the same. So if, if a scriber, you know, instead of scribing the re, scribe the de, the de, right? Then it's what? It's a different meaning. That's why here it says strengthen their arms. Because in that, in, 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 in with, with that one letter different, it gives a different meaning from chastising into strengthening, right? Again, that doesn't change because again, well, then you're saying that the Bible is not accurate. No, I'm not saying that, right? I'm not saying that because that doesn't change any of the main content, right? Whether chastise or strengthen, it's just different meaning, but still within the context of the scripture itself, right? But it's interesting, I'm just bringing this up because it's interesting when you look at it and understand that when, the, when, when they are scribing from one to another, if the, uh, let, me, let me show you so you can, you, can, uh, you can see what I'm trying to say here. This is, so this is, uh, this is the, 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 the re, ra, okay? This is how it looks like. If you look at the, 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 the del, which will be, uh, it's not in this verse, you need another verse. But to be very, very similar to, uh, let's see, Yada, for example, um, or here. It would be, there it is. Now that, see that if you notice that the and the re are very similar, right? One is just like kind of like goes, flows, right? And one here, it has a little bit of a, of a notch on the top. <laughs> Whatever that is, I cannot explain it. This one here, right? So, so that's why, again, if somebody describes it in a different way, then it is, uh, it is a different meaning. It is different meaning. Right? But in, in general, again, the idea here that he's trying to say, okay, you need to look a little bit deeper into what is the problem. The problem is, if you imagine again, that, that God wants us to be that oven that produces and brings fully useful cake, then see what kind of fuel we are adding to the oven, right? If the cake is not fully, then again, we are mixed with other things, right? And then goes on one last thing before we go again, that, that the silly dove, the dove is silly, why? Because usually the dove would know have you ever seen people who are raising or or or, or uh, having a tower of, of, of doves? Like we, we see this a lot in Egypt, right? In some places in Egypt, Burga Hamem, right? <laughs> right? They will know exactly. And somebody, if the owner just stands and just have like a like a flag or something, they know after they go out and they know exactly. Again, at the end of the day, will just come out and just you know raise the flag and and wave it in the air, and then all the dove will come back again to where. There. So the silly dove is the dove that does what? Doesn't know where to go or go somewhere else, which is even worse. So in this case here, the dove went to where? Went to Egypt and Assyria, trying to find, they knew at one point that there is, there is, there is an issue and they need to need protection. So they thought Egypt will be the protection. They thought Assyria would be the protection, right? Hmm? Yes, that's, that's Israel, right? So going and depending on other people, the same idea, again, not being loyal, right? That instead of coming back to that one that says, hey, here is your home, come back here. Like, no, 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 I don't want to come back. Well, you're silly. Why you're silly? Because the next verse says what? I will spread over them my net, right? And then I will capture them in my way. Again, why? To discipline them and to train them in order that they can become back again and live as I want them to live. For me. Right. It's 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 a lot, but it's I think again the more we are we are familiar with with the text and familiar with the culture that is written, and the more we actually try to look at it from our view of the need for that, it becomes very 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 relevant, right? Or am I imagining things? Like no, Abun, it's not relevant at all. It's totally irrelevant. <laughs> what do you think? I want to hear from you. 
it's very relevant and accurate. Thank you, Irini. You made my day. <laughs> so what should we learn this week from this? As we said earlier, we're doing, we're doing this in order that we are actually something that kind of remind us and we walk through the, the new week with, with, with something different in our mind. What, what, what would that be? Yes, go ahead. Is to remember to, to remember to do, you know, everything that we're doing with purpose in our relationship with God, talking to him with purpose and, you know, knowing, remembering to turn to him again and not try to figure things out on our own. Also, like, he already knows the good, the bad, the ugly. So remembering to stay constant with him rather than, you know, straying off and then having to go through another valley to mm -hmm. turn to him again. Right. Definitely. That's Definitely. What I yes, thank you. That, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Remember that he is there and he wants, he doesn't want us to be surrounded by evil or surround other by evil. Right? Because the, the result, again, will be that overheated oven that will burn everyone. Right? But the idea of be careful what you are feeding. You're, you are, I am that oven. Right? And I need to be careful that it is ready. When it stays from night to the morning, it's ready to produce what? A well-cooked, baked cake, not something that is half-baked. Right? And it's this time from night to morning, right, that makes the whole difference, right? Whether it's, it's, it's overheated in the morning or it's perfect, perfect temperature, right? And, you know, I, I see it as, again, you know, I probably said this before, I see it as this is the beauty of, of, of Sunday when we come to the church, right? That is the thermostat that kind of like adjust everything because throughout the week sometimes without even knowing you know you know that that the temperature is being off right so coming coming to that time with him that kind of okay let me adjust that for you right? you come to me with your overheated oven and i will take care of that right but if we don't and that's also the time that we spend daily with him that the time that you can adjust that the temperature. But if you're not paying attention, if not watchful, we're never gonna get a good uh, bread, baked bread like this. <laughs> yes, really, really, you know, it, it depends. You know, if this is something, you know, if the oven is good or not, right? He wants to use us. He doesn't want us to be actually uh, over burning or over, heated and then impacting everybody else. Right? And that's also very, very, very hopeful and encouraging thought that even if our oven needs some stuff, right? Come back to him. That's what uh, Saint Athanasius, you know, the, 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 the great saint of the, of the orthodoxy says that the, only the creator can fix the, his creation. Only the creator can fix his creation. But the problem is when we go to other sources to fix our flaws. Again, have a bad oven, you take it to the mechanic. Like, I'm going to be able to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Only the baker can fix the oven, if I may say it this way. Amen. Okay. We'll uh, pretty much finish chapter seven. Just kind of a couple of things. We go all, uh, uh, over it again next time, and then we'll continue to chapter eight, uh, God willing. Okay. Halfway, yes, halfway. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, again, if you have any any suggestions, anything, just uh, you know, feel free. You know, if we're I think we're taking our time, but again, I think as you can tell, the text is very very deep that we need really to actually take the time into into explaining that and see where are we at and how is that uh, uh, useful for, for, for us. Okay. All right.
Great to have you all. Let's just uh, pray and then can uh, get you going. Seven fourteen. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for sending, Lord, your word that is life and spirit, Lord, that moves the heart and moves the mind and uh, transform, Lord, our our uh, nature in order to be renewed always, Lord, by your presence, Lord. We come to you, Lord, uh, with uh, all the discussion we talked about, Lord, and just surrendering everything to you. You are the creator, Lord, that's able to fix, that's able to change, that's able to make us just perfect, Lord, with the perfect temperature, Lord, for everything. Uh, stretch your hand, Lord, and fix, even if that, uh, if that uh, is painful, even if that is against what we want, but uh, allow us, Lord, to come and just submit uh, ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord, the loving hand, the caring hand, in order to be able to, to be useful, Lord, for, for the whole world, Lord, to, to, to give... Uh, fully baked cake, Lord, that everybody can enjoy, Lord, which is your word and your presence for everybody. Praying for the whole world, praying for the peace of the world, for everybody that's struggling, for those who do not know you, Lord, for those who are away from you, that you stretch your hand and bring everybody, Lord, to you, that uh, every knee will bow in front of you, Lord, declaring that you're the King and the Lord of Lord. So prayers of all your saints, Lord, hear us when we pray to you, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Have a good night and good to see you all. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Bye -bye. Father. Bye-bye. Bye, Kevin. Thank Take you, Abuna. Thank you, Stephanie. Bye.